Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. <laughs> welcome. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Threw me yeah. for a loop there. I was uh, riding a success uh, success story of uh, how awesome I am and everything I touch turns to gold. Um, you know, I hate uh, being confronted with my own failures or, um, you know, problems to solve. Uh, I'm a genius. Su- success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. so uh as as we uh pull this podcast together here uh jaynuk uh uh, is in session and when this drops will have subsided succeeded something like that and uh max sysadmin in sweden will start today being the day that the podcast drops um and I'm kind of excited because this is the first time I actually get to attend uh, Max's admin, <laughs> virtually, mind you. But yeah, it's always been on my list. And then I look at the plane flights and hotel costs and I'm just like, yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes makes Vancouver look very affordable. Well, for you, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's okay. a reason why there's so many people that come to Mac DevOps. I mean, so many people that come to Mac DevOps from the West Coast, from Cascadia, I mean, when you're in the same time zone and it's a short flight from L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, or Portland, then it makes sense. Um, and we're also the best conference in the world, Mac DevOps. Woo! But yeah, it also <laughs> helps just to be the closest conference to the people that are close by. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. The enemy of perfect. <laughs> so, and it looks like a Mac Tech Conference, which uh, was slated for November, I think is possibly being pushed off into the spring. I haven't had confirmation of that yet. Yeah, again, so. a good reference to that uh, Monty Python uh, spring pushed off, winter comes back, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. All the time. Yeah. Weather wise, we're having like massive swings in weather here as Mother Earth decides which, which season we shall have this week, if not day, amongst the fires and all the other fun stuff going on. Yeah, the forest fire smoke is coming back, and uh, mm. I could feel it. I was actually out on my bike, and uh, uh, and uh, yeah, started feeling it, and then looked at the what reports. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I had to close the windows again, and uh, it's getting bad again. Um, just goes to show you how uh, non-observant, uh, that sounds weird, but uh, non, uh, non uh, yeah, non-able to see the signs in the sky, as my kids pointed out, the sun being shrouded by smoke this morning. I'm like, oh, that's just fog. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, that's forest fire yeah, smoke. No. Yeah. Forest fire <laughs> smoke. Yep. So uh, you had, well, actually your mom had an interesting uh, incident. You actually got a, a response from, from our Supreme Leader, Tim Cook. <laughs> I thought you meant the aliens or uh, you know, the, <laughs> the voices in the walls. Hey, Siri, please rescue my mom. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I just get a. A little delivery. My uh, littlest baker just made me a batch of vegan uh, pumpkin muffins, and so she brought me one. And uh, oh, if this was a video podcast, do we need a moment for a pumpkin? 
If you, yeah, if you could see if this was a video podcast, if I was streaming this to YouTube where all the kids were on Twitch, my Twitch channel, watch Matt smells pumpkin. Mm, it just mm. smells so good. And I just wish my uh, mouth hurt less. I just had this gum surgery last week and it's been slowly, slowly coming back. And so kids, if you're hearing this message, brush your teeth, floss your teeth, take care of your teeth. Yeah. Cause uh, I started having some, I made some like uh, pumpkin waffles. I think I made some pumpkin waffles on the weekend. And they were just so good to eat. They were so good, number one. And then number two, they were like just so delicious to eat real food that I could chew. And then didn't have to be blended up and, and given to you in a glass with a straw, huh? Yeah. I mean, I love smoothies. I mean, I, I'm, I don't know what that makes me, some kind of weird hippie or something, but I love smoothies. But yeah, being forced to only have smoothies, I've just been rediscovering food the last few days. And it's just been like every day it's like, oh, this tastes so good. And my kid's like, shut up. It's just food. I'm like, but food tastes good. <laughs> yeah, food. Food, food is I'm, delicious. I would smash my face into this muffin because it's just so awesome, <laughs> which reminds me of this crazy uh, Instagrammer, YouTube, Twitter. I don't know. Somebody at one of my clients was watching this video and this person was just smashing their face. And I think their their feed was called bread face. And they just like <laughs> their, their thing was putting their face into bread. It's like <laughs> never have I met something that I wanted to smash my face into. But this pumpkin muffin oh, it smells so good. <laughs> But yes, I would rather eat it than smash my face. <laughs> I, I don't highly recommend smashing muffins on one's face. So maybe at a wedding, you know, smearing the cake upon one another. But, uh, beyond that, yeah, no. Um, I have a special message from my uh, Lilith Baker. Can you, oh, can you fix the server? Yes, no. Oh, Minecraft server? Is the Minecraft server down? Yeah, Okay, uh, we have to, tech requests come in the middle of the podcast. We have to break <laughs> breaking emergency. Uh, the Minecraft server is down. Minecraft server must be fixed now. Okay, one second. I th think I can do this. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course I can do it. Is uh, Minecraft server as a service sounds like uh, an opportune thing at this point. I, I said this last time. We had two power outages recently, and uh, after the last power outage, when I discovered some things weren't on the EPS, I thought, I should put those things on the EPS. And then the other one was, oh, yeah, the Minecraft server, which is an essential service in this household. I should uh, actually script it so that it starts up automatically after a power failure. But did I do that? No. Oh, why? Why would one want to do something like automation in in a developer operations type CI/CD type environment? I think it's always good to be able to be required to push a button. It's like having a dead man switch on a locomotive. You have to keep your hand on the handle at all times, or the train stops. Okay, folks, I think he did it. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh... Do, 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 do. I've, I've interrupt, interrupt, interrupted this podcast so many times for tech support. It's usually so quiet in my life, you know, with my clients that have disappeared thanks to COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> quiet here. and uh, uh, But yeah, this for, uh, I just tested. I'm sorry, this is uh, breaking some kind of NDA. But uh, yeah, the screen sharing didn't quite seem to work on my big SIR machine. So I had to SSH in like an animal. Like an animal. I just had to start my Minecraft server. I need to, uh, you know, automate that so I don't have to interrupt all these podcasts that are happening every day. So before you, you were rudely interrupted by my real life uh, Minecraft uh, sob story, server down, server down. You were saying Siri, you were asking Siri for help. 
I have rarely gotten Siri to actually be able to help me, but it sounds like you were able to to obtain help, or actually your mom was able to obtain help via Siri. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like insane crazy. Number one, yeah, Siri. It's a story about Siri working. It's a Siri success story. And sorry, I can't speak too well with this gum surgery, but it's a Siri success story. So I thought that would be, uh, you know, inane enough to uh, post on Twitter because I like to post mostly inane things. But yeah, I, I got this very, very disturbing phone call from my mom on Saturday and I wasn't expecting a phone call. And uh, yeah, my poor mom was in distress. And uh, yeah, that was that was very disturbing because my mom calling me in uh, yeah needing emergency assistance. And uh, she found herself in a very uh, bad spot. And uh, I was able to call her neighbor and her neighbor was able to come over and help her because my mom lives very far away from me. So that was very uh, disturbing because, you know, nobody wants to hear about anyone, <clears throat> let alone their loved ones, being in distress and needing emergency help. But um, after some of the shock and awe <laughs> had worn off a little bit, I kind of was wondering why didn't my mom call 911? I mean, I'm flattered that she called me for help, but I don't live next door or near her. And then she called me the next day to to thank me for uh, saving her life. And I was like, what the heck? You know, like, <laughs> I'm glad that I could save your life, mom. <laughs> you know, you brought me into the world and, uh, you know, I got to thank you somehow. But, uh, like, why didn't you call 911? And she's like, well, I didn't have my phone with me. I didn't have my phone anywhere. It was somewhere in the house. And my mom lives in a very tiny house, but it, <laughs> it was somewhere. And maybe it was, you know, dead because it's an old iPhone 6 or something. And the battery was maybe dead. But she didn't carry it around. She was in her house, like, just in the other room. But she said that she managed to call out to Siri. And she had recently upgraded to Catalina and had Siri on there. And Siri on, on her Mac was able to call me, which is remarkable for many things that she was able to use Siri on a Mac and use it for some amazing purpose. And the fact that she got it to call me, I mean, <laughs> I mean, me, Mad X, uh, sometimes when you when you have Mad X in your contact list and, uh, you know, everybody should be so lucky to have me in your contact book. But uh, I've heard, uh, you know, CarPlay or Apple, uh, you know, uh, the Siri call my name in my in contacts as Matt the 10th because it's Mad X. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like Matt the 10th. You know, it's like, no, it's an X, man. It's not 10. It's not OS 10. It's OS X, you know. Um, but uh, she actually used my uh, my full name, which is even more comprehensible than most people, Mathieu Xavier, uh, which is very hard to say. But she actually said it and Siri understood it and called me, which is like like a series of like incredible things. And uh, I was able to understand my mom, which was very difficult uh, in her time of uh, crisis Um and I was able to get her uh, help and she was able to go to the hospital and she's recovering. And uh, uh, she was in a much better mood the next day because she was alive. And uh, that always puts us in a good mood. <laughs> I don't want to generally does put us in a good mood. Yes. I don't, I don't want to start crying again. But yeah, it's kind of like when I saw food again after a week, you know, only a week of not eating food, proper food. But yeah, my poor mom was in much better mood laughing. So yeah, I wanted to uh, tell the world about this crazy series success story, so I posted it on Twitter. But I just thought, uh, I know, the whole thing made me very emotional. So I just thought, hey, I'm just going to email Tim Cook and just say thanks. Thanks to everyone at Apple for working on Siri and everyone you know that, that works on software. There's a real-life impact. And yeah, you, thank you, Apple. Thank you. You saved my mom. You saved her life. That's awesome. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, hug your loved ones or talk to them and 
uh, think about what you're going to do with aging parents. I mean, my kids have already called me ancient and written me off. And um, <laughs> that's only because you like to jump in front of cars on your bike. But yeah, well, you know, bad habits. You know, some people have cigarettes or alcohol. <laughs> I like to bounce off the hood of cars. Apparently, I'm addicted to biking, cycling. I'm a cycle crazy person. Uh, yeah. 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 Last year, uh, we made we made the move to to make sure that my parents had uh, Apple watches um, and semi modern uh, iPhones, so that uh, if they if they fell or or uh, had any heart issues or or whatnot, they they would be notified uh, to that. And uh, the best thing to come out of it is that my mom uses walkie talkie to pester my dad when he's in the other room so and it's it's the most entertaining cute adorable thing you can see of, of an old married couple <laughs> yeah I, I did pester uh my wife with walkie-talkie for a little while but she shut that down um <laughs> she shut that down yeah <laughs> i heard that correctly uh-huh. <laughs> yeah she, she thought it was more unnerving than anything but yeah it's, I think walkie talkies awesome. Got to use some actual walkie talkies this summer during our camping trip, and uh, that was there. It's a remarkable technology, and it'd be nice if uh, you could somehow use iPhones like in an off the grid sort of, you know, point to point wireless uh, way. Feature request, please. Um, Feature request, please. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, uh, Apple a couple of weeks ago announced the the uh, untethered watches for. Uh, I think the the goal of that was towards uh, kids that that may not necessarily need a, a phone, but uh, need to be uh, electronically tethered <laughs> and tracked and tagged. Um, but uh, I see the value in that for for. Uh, uh, others uh, and, and uh, aging parents and things like that, that that may otherwise not necessarily need the the phone or might be uh, confused by uh, the complexity of, of the uh, smartphone, but or just necess- don't necessarily need another uh, device. Uh, you know, we yeah. use so many other protocols for for calling and and facetime and things like that that really almost don't require you having an actual phone number anymore um it's it's an interesting uh change and and uh paradigm shift uh with technology today yeah i mean until the recent se which is 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 a more affordable price tag compared to something like an 11 pro which is not an affordable price tag you know, I pick one up for the everybody in the family this this Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I think I might have to pick one up for my mom to upgrade her phone and maybe get her a watch. And I've been trying to convince my dad too, and uh, uh, you know, he's just he won't have it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, he can't can't teach me. Runs in the family. Um, <laughs> my youngest uh, doesn't really need a phone, not yet, really, and but a watch could be useful for you know, tracking how many kilometers she runs around me in circles and runs around the block and she can bike like a fast demon. So, you know, um, a watch could be fun. We have to close those rings. <laughs> I should just put my watch on my daughter and she can just run around she like, can just run around like <laughs> a mad, uh, yeah. a mad woman. Yes. She's very, very awesome. And, uh, has a lot of energy and yes, actually likes to run, but, um, Obviously, she's making you pumpkin muffins, so that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, yeah no, I know. 
Life is definitely an uneven road sometimes with lots of hits and misses and bad years and good years. But man, I'm taking this pumpkin muffin like uh, this is the most awesome thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and it, it's a win for 2020. Yeah. Speaking of uh, 2020, uh, apparently we need a, a, a refresher in uh, what uh, white supremacy is <laughs> to jump, uh, <laughs> just jump straight into it. Like, so everybody practice with me. I denounce white supremacy. White supremacists yeah. are not good people. Uh, <laughs> racism is bad. Yeah, I mean, is it that hard? Like, come on. I mean, in 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 a, in, in another decade, uh, in a, in, a, in a long past decade, uh, when I uh, was in the streets with a bunch of skinheads, you know, it was very easy to see who the bad people were, who were, you know, beating up on on non-white people and immigrants, and uh, you know. I, 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 it was it was tre dreadful times and yeah skinhead's not cool but when people don't wear a uniform how do you know who's not cool well when they open their mouth you know and start spewing hate to quote one of my favorite uh, american punk rock bands <laughs> reagan youth inspired by another president that inspired a lot of punk music but reagan youth my favorite song was i hate hate <laughs> proving that punk kids have a sense of humor but um yeah we we hate it it's not cool I mean, ever since the specials and ska music talked about unity and, you know, having, you know, bringing the communities together and skinheads have been a problem for a long time and now they might wear slightly different uniforms. But uh, we don't have any time or place for these right wing people. Everybody should be Antifa. I mean, I don't know what this Antifa thing is, but anti-fascism, that's what World War II was about. You know, it's like read a book. And speaking of books, we have to start another book club. I know we already have the DevOps or Dummies book club, but we need another book club. This is a book that I've been waiting to discuss with all my good friends. But uh, this is an awesome book that my <clears throat> wife found. Uh, it's called So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Olua. I hope I said her name correctly. Uh, she's a woman that lives in Seattle, um, and she wrote this awesome book about how to talk about race. And this is a second or uh, not the first edition one, and she has a really good pre preface about you know, here's all the questions that people asked me about the book when I first came out. And she has a discussion guide in the back. And there's a three, there's three pages about guidelines about how to do a discussion about it. And then two pages with questions just to show that discussing race is not easy. And it's fraught with peril, even if you're well meaning. And uh, yeah, white people when confronted with aggressions, uh, with their possible problems that they may be creating don't always react well so you know it's uh, it's a worthy cause to want to talk about race and the problems that we have in society today and i encourage everyone to pick up this book and to start the conversation uh, and don't corner uh, a non-white person and ask them to solve all your problems but talk amongst yourselves um, we need to learn how to live together and to adjust society to make it fair for everybody and uh, yeah get on get on that man just do it that's the devops credo Working together yeah. to solve problems. Yeah, unity, you know, back to my ska music. I was a big in the punk music and, you know, all this uh, punk music inspired by, you know, change to politics and governments and all this stuff. And when I ran into ska music, I'm like, oh, this is fun dance music. But, you know, there's a huge political message in bringing communities together. There, um, uh, white on black violence has is, is been going on for decades and decades and decades, if not centuries. And, uh, you know, this shit's got to stop, man. We got to start now and build a better society. We have today. Today is the day. Uh, a brand a brand new album, because we're now talking about music, um, came out from one of my favorite bands in the entire world, uh, Public Enemy. Um, and this this, oh, yes. al this album is amazing on 
so many levels, of course. Uh, none, we'll start right away with the title. What are you going to do when the grid goes down? And my answer to that is bleep. Yeah, bleep. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, just just from the title, uh, shit, you know, it's like, what are you going to do when the grid goes down? It talks about how we're all connected to this internet and we got to start picking up books and, you know, can we, you know, even live and survive in a world without the grid and the internet and all this stuff. But yeah, I, I've been rocking out to Public Enemy ever since their second album came out. Uh, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I mean, they're just, they're knocking it out of the park with titles, album titles alone. It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. I mean, to my punk rock brain, it was just like, it just blew me away. The the way he, you know, it was rap music. There was, there was hip hop music and then rap music, you know, but they were very political. They're always political, which spoke to my political punk boy mind. And they were <laughs> reacting to a very oppressive society, which is still very oppressive and the systemic racism. But yeah, the, the, when I first heard that album, it starts off with these like air raid sirens. And I was just like, what is this noise? and then started listening to it and the first lines of the album was like london england prepare to be born you know and it's just like it's just uh yeah uh chuck d uh he's got this great voice uh he was on radio when he was in college and uh he has a great voice uh, and the lyrics are amazing the product music production is amazing and uh that's an amazing album and but this album they uh they had released a couple singles beforehand and uh i mean one of them talks about 45 which I thought, you know, I'm just making a joke here, but was referring to, uh, you know, vinyl records, right? 45. Yeah, but no. no it, I, it refers to another important, famous 45 as apparently a uh, more infamous 45. Yeah, infamous. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, a certain president. Um, and so the State of the Union song is great. And then they redid their Fight the Power, which the song they wrote in 1989 for uh, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, you know, and then the original song, it's the year is 1989. Now it's uh, the year is 2020. And then he has all these great cameos from all these different rappers uh, and uh, musicians. Uh, it's, I thought it was just genius. And uh, yeah, I mean, you need someone to raise their voice and to inspire people. And uh, Chuck D, Public Enemy, they're doing a, a really, really good job. On the other end of the spectrum, my other album of the year, which was my original album of the year, was The Operators, a Canadian band made up of two Americans and one Canadian, but two thirds of them live in Montreal. But uh, Operators, uh, their album Radiant Dawn, I just thought when I heard this album, it's it's like end of the world music. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hits. So I'm like, ah, they they knew it was coming, you know, but it's basically it's like 80 synth, but it's just like, it talks about the end of the world pretty much. And I thought this was the album to listen to if you're drinking a lot. And But when you're, when you're done drinking and you want to actually do something, turn on your public enemy and get inspired and get out there and vote and get out there in your community. And, and uh, yeah, there's work to be done. My doctor advised that I should only drink one glass a day. So I oh. just fill it a bunch of times. <laughs> well, I've been drinking a lot of smoothies. And uh, yeah, I, rec I recommend spirulina with blue-green algae. Uh, it's really mm. good. <laughs> I was asking my wife, I was like, is this even like good for me? And she's like, I don't know, but it's blue and green. I'm like, yeah, hells yeah. It's like got to be good for me. Blue-green. Well, we have to segue right into our, you know, DevOps uh, for Dummies uh, by Emily Freeman Book Club. Uh, we were supposed to be discussing chapter nine uh, this week but uh yeah my gum surgery and everything it's just just uh, i love talking and i'll talk forever but yeah it's we're gonna put that off until this next week which in podcast time will be this week uh but yeah anybody who wants to join us is so welcome to join us uh you don't have to have read the chapter all the concepts in the book apply to everybody and everybody has a story and something to add and 
we really do enjoy everybody that's been joining in to have conversations about building teams. And there's so much good stuff in chapter nine about developing code. But one of the ones, the concepts that came in really early was the imposter syndrome. And that's something that's talked about a lot on Twitter and how people just, you know, have this feeling that they're not good enough or they're not worthy, that someone's going to find out that they're an imposter. So every day, every day, yeah. Make it till you make it. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a really legible, easy to read book. Uh, Emily has some great anecdotes and, and stories to help uh, explain the concepts along the way. And, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun read so far mm-hmm. and, and very applicable to DevOps uh, in, in the Mac admin IT form uh, that a lot of us role play <laughs> for our daily live livelihoods i i play an it admin on tv but yeah it's been it's been good and nice to to discuss it but also uh mostly talk about how important documentation is yeah i was thinking about that uh, as i went in today to help a client and uh i don't see them too often so i was referring to some documentation that i'd written them i was thanking my past self for helping my future self out because this was really really good documentation usually it surprised me because i don't usually write it that well And what surprised me is I had made it exactly for my client because I wasn't expecting to see them too often. I wrote it in a very much, here's a troubleshooting guide. It wasn't just a documentation of the infrastructure. It was an actual troubleshooting guide that I'd written for them about, here's the different situations that happen. Here's how to resolve them. And so I literally found my document, you know, uh, and I just was reading through it. And I was like, oh, yeah, great. Wow. Yeah. And then went in there and fixed everything lickety split. So uh, I was thanking thanking myself and the spirit of documentation, you know, uh, you know, Rich Troughton and JD, my good pal, who's always bragging about how awesome he is in his documents, you know, so, you know. I'm not, not bragging. I just write a lot of documentation. Sometimes it helps us. Sometimes it helps us. Most of the time it helps us. What was I doing? Mm-hmm. Why did I do it this way? How do we make this more efficient? Most of my documentation writing has mostly been to refine process, especially when I had the retail store. Uh, you know, we we had hundreds and hundreds of computers coming through and, and needing uh, updates and, and checked out and things like that. So automating as much of that as possible instead of having text stumble around on a keyboard uh, was important. Mm-hmm. So that's documenting the process. What what are the steps that it takes to wipe a machine and reinstall it? And we, you know, we have a lot of automations now, whether it's uh, uh, MDS, you know, tools like that, that gosh, I wish I had had uh, an automated keyboard dongle doofer that uh, could press key, press and hold keys magically uh, and boot up a computer uh, back in the day. But yeah, it's it's taking a look at all of those processes, writing it all down, and then saying, eh, maybe we should have done step four, uh, step three, and move step three to step four, and that'll make this more efficient next time. Uh, and maybe maybe then we can take all of this and put it into a script, and, and then we just double-click on this thing, and, and voila, all of these magical things happen. Voila. C'est magnifique. But the key is to, if you put it in a script, you know, you still need to document that. And because eventually that script's going to break because there are other forces. And forces. You, may have to, you may have to change it. Well, you know, Python gets updated, Z shell might get updated, uh, things like that. Uh, Apple may take tools away as, as they progress the operating system. I mean, they would never take tools away from us as they progress an operating system. Oh, Apple giveth and Apple taketh away. But uh, that's a <laughs> great segue into uh, a shout out for uh, Mike Boylan 
while I have had zero success uh, being able to watch <laughs> JNUC live um, with their somehow uh, limited capacity on their sessions, um, I did catch the pre-recorded uh, talk by Mike Boyland uh, and his coworker Danielle. Uh, they talked about deploying macOS Big Sur, um, and it's a lot of the stuff from uh, WWDC, but uh, done a la Mike Boylan, and it's really well presented, uh, very clear slides and uh, very clear delivery, and um, I, I really enjoyed this as a good summary of how to deploy macOS Big Sur and how things are changing, and there's no substitute for good documentation, and the video is excellent when it's easy to follow, so um, shout out to Mike Boylan and Danielle in that uh, presentation, so thank you for, for doing that. Nice, and we'll try and link to that in the uh, show notes. Yeah, so Siri saved my mom. Uh, white supremacy is still a problem. DevOps are dummies. The book club keeps going. Uh, we still need to talk about race. Um, you keep saying Z shell when it's obviously Z shell. Um, there's just a lot of things <laughs> that, you know, we just not be able to fix all in one week. Well, then, until next week, I say Z shell, you say Z shell. say Z shell. <laughs> and never the twain shall meet. Um, yeah. <laughs> curses bash is out of here though so uh, and if you're still on tc shell well you really should update, <laughs> update your scripts or you and, really love the c language and uh, monkey 5.1 was released uh, with much fanfare and much beta testing just kidding yeah and it breaks uh, the uh, monkey sim link to the relocatable monkey python so if you were crazy or silly and built a bunch of monkey report scripts in python linking to the monkey python that now has changed its sim link to something else you better start re rewriting all your monkey report plugins okay matt i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess that's a, a, a quick grep or, a, you know, uh, yeah, find and replace, find and replace. <laughs> BB Edit's an awesome tool for that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, I got to we'll file search, find and replace. Yeah, well, you know, we'll have to update the plugins as they're in our Git, GitHub repos. And, uh, you know, we can do all that. And you're still using GitHub, working on a new Python analysis project that one of my friends says I need a data scientist for. So until I find such a data scientist, I will have to. Keep plugging at it. Um, yes. Anal analyzing all the text files. Data, data, data. Looking for gold. Now you need to be a database expert as all of the log files move into SQLite databases. <sighs> I'm a reluctant database expert. Yeah, SQLite, you know, and <laughs> yeah, done a little bit of magic hacking on that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I also have some monkey report plugins that I built using some SQLite hacking. Don't do not do this at home, kids. But uh, train professional, stand back. <laughs> do not do as I do. Do as I say. Uh, yeah, lots of MDM changes in the future. Uh, MDM is your future, kids. Um, well, MDM was not my future today. MDM for some reason failed a couple of iPads for me and required them to be rebooted because they were mandating Apple IDs that did not exist. Ouch. That is very ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and very confusing to a customer who's just like, I don't know, this is just a point of sale station. Why is it asking me for an Apple ID for a random, random jarble of characters? I'm like, I don't know. Press and hold the power button. Slide the power switch to off. Press the yeah. power button. <laughs> oh, hey, look, everything's working again. Great. Moving on. Yeah, if profiles weren't your life before, they <laughs> certainly will be now. <laughs> they, sure, they sure are now.
and we can't install profiles at the command line. They will pop up in the GUI on Mac OS, so that's a, an issue. And uh, can't trust certs at the command line in the next OS as well either. So, But I did see some interesting hack from someone who shall remain nameless about r- using MCX instead of just bypassing, going back to the old. Apparently, MCX still, old MCX still works. Still works. Still there. Still I mean, programmatically. That's what profiles are, right? It's just mm-hmm. MCX wrappers. Use mm. don't use MCX. Use profiles. Okay, now you can't really use profiles. Okay, we're going back to MCX. <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. Life is interesting and adulting every day. Right, that's our other theme. Yes, adulting every day. Yes, be nice to your adults, <laughs> wherever you, wherever they are, if you can find wherever them. Wherever they are, and mind your Minecraft administrators. Yes, I need to work on that. Build that script to automatically start up my Minecraft server and also to kick the server. I need a shortcut, a workflow shortcut that on my iPhone so I can start and stop the Minecraft server because my kids need to uh, stop playing Minecraft and I uh, need them to come to the dinner table, which <laughs> would be very handy right now because they just ignore text messages. Free uh, podcast sponsorship to whoever provides that script. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. We will say your, <laughs> we will shout your name at all the rooftops. Um, my kid was uh, one of my kids was showing me their awesome uh, widget smith hacking of their home screen, and it's genius level uh, hacking of uh, widgets and organizing all their apps by color. And uh, oh, there were some really cool designs. I mean. I think uh, the customization of, of Mac OS has finally hit iOS and uh, it's time to be excited again if, if you ever lost your excitement <laughs> for other reasons. <laughs> uh, 2020. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, thanks, JD. It's been a blast. Yeah. Back at you, Matt. We'll see you next week. Yeah. With more interesting guests and amazing topics. If you want to be a guest on the Mac DevOps podcast, reach out to us at hello at mdoyvr.com or on Twitter or in the Mac admin Slack. Thank you. If you want to sponsor the Mac DevOps podcast, uh, just give us a shout at hello at mdoyvr.com. We'll be accepting sponsorships for the podcast and for the next year's conference. Thank you to our Mac DevOps YVR 2020 sponsors. Our sponsors for Mac DevOps, YVR, The Conference 2020. Mac Stadium, our platinum sponsor, thank you so much for helping us out. Sauce Labs, our gold sponsor. Simple MDM, our silver sponsor. And Adigy, our bronze sponsor, as well as Elastic, our community sponsor. Thank you so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests, and thank you to our co-hosts, Today's episode was edited by J.D. Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm, You're I love, prepared. I love how you come, you come prepared with a you know, preconceived stereotype notion of my lack of preparedness, you know, only you know, formed in your brain because I mostly don't prepare. But um, 